If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi everybody, welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Chucky. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now when you hear the word Chucky, I bet you don't think about this game, do you? I don't. What do you think about it? I don't. Uh, well, there's that stupid movie with the doll, the killer doll. Is there another Chucky besides? I always think that he kind of popularized the word Chucky. Uh, I think there's a rock and roll band. It's called like Chucky Teen or something, but I'm not one of And also there's a wrestler named Ch- uh, Chucky. Uh, there's also, I believe, if you watch the, uh, did you watch Happy Days? Yeah. I believe Richie's... Cunningham's phantom brother oh, only was in first called season? Chuck, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he called Chuck? Yeah. How's that for obscure? That's pretty obscure. Yeah. What about you? I, To me, Chucky begins and ends with the doll. Now, I've never actually seen any of the Child's Play movies. I have not either. Um, oh, I'm surprised. I thought well, I would... They look dumb. I, it's I, a killer doll. That's why I figured you'd be into them. You like dumb stuff. I believe Chucky, believe it or not, Chucky participated in a wrestling event one time. He... <laughs> I I am not surprised at all. Chucky badmouthed Rick Steiner over the over the uh, over the uh, the big screen in the arena. Wow! And uh, you know another one that came up was RoboCop. He was actually at the event. <laughs> they locked Sting. The evil bad guys locked Sting in a cage. Mm-hmm. You know, and so RoboCop came out. And there's a there's a great little clip video called Barn Anderson seeing RoboCop going like, oh, it's RoboCop. And RoboCop kind of RoboCopped over and he ripped the door off the cage and him and Sting ran off the bad guy. Oh man, that's great. Chucky now, wasn't that hands on. That was back when Sting was Sting, right before he discovered the crow and all that's that. That's right, right? Yeah. yeah. But Chucky was uh yeah, he put the bad mouth. They had a I mean it was all I mean he dist- verbally destroyed the Steiner. It was, mm. Yeah, I, it's sad that you remember these things, but I do. Yeah, yeah. Um now I want to talk about the other part of this title, uh-huh. the egg part. All right. Okay. What's your experience with um, with chickens and eggs? Do you have any um, amusing anecdotes of your antics in the hen house? Well, I've never been in a hen house, so mm-hmm. there, no. Uh, you know, when it comes to chickens, when I was a little kid, I remember in, I think it was sixth grade science class, they brought some chicks in, all right? You know, and I don't mean hot girls. <laughs> And I was like, man, this is the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. These little cute, cute little yellow chicks. Oh, yeah. I held one, and it pooped all over me, right? Mm-hmm. Then it was lunchtime for the chickens. That's pretty much my last uh, love or joy with the chickens. Yeah. I like the San Diego chicken. Uh, that's pretty much the end, though. I can't think of Have you ch- ever thought about having a little chicken coop in your backyard? I did have one in my backyard. When I lived up on the mountain, mm-hmm. my, na- my next-door neighbor down the hill had a chicken coop. And those little suckers clucked around for a while. I believe all their chickens were stolen. Oh. It is Charleston. That's true. That they is may true. have gotten addicted to something and just rolled off on their own. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Would you ever consider being a chicken farmer in, in the future at some point, should the opportunity arise? A chicken farmer? I don't think so. And the reason is, because I'm, you know, uh, having just completed the Amigo Air and Weight Loss Wager, well, I'm, when I say completing, I mean finishing it. Uh, um, I ate a lot of chicken, and so if I was to raise the chickens, I don't see where it'd be much of a profit there for me because I would eat all the chicken. I see. Yeah, I see. Um, I bet your did your wife do any stuff with chickens? Well, you know, she her her family. She grew up with chickens. Yeah, you know, on the on the farm. She married one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Bam. 
Um, and uh, she says that um, she would actually um, she would watch her dad kill the chickens. Oh yeah. And you know, in the in the in the countryside, they don't make any bones about it. You grab the thing and give it the old twisteroo. Yeah. It's, and it's all it's, it's dinner time. You know, you know. now now how big a sport? Because we're in West Virginia, in case you didn't know. And there'll be an occasional chicken fight over here, cockfight. Yeah. How big is that over in that Thailand? Still is, that still is a thing. In fact, I believe that cockfighting is still legal in Thailand. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've never been privy to one of those. I I personally uh, don't think that I would enjoy that. Well, um, duh. Yeah, it's it's not something... You see, you that, don't like violence. Yeah. And you don't like animal cruelty. So, yeah, you're probably out. It's probably not my bad. Do you like half-baked hicks shaking money in the air and going, yeah, get him? Now, that part I could probably get into. If they <laughs> just swung like, the camera around. If you, so you could just wear your hee-haw outfit and just go to work out yeah. there. I go past places that raise fighting ch- roosters and chickens all the time. Really? Yeah, my buddy is from way out in the sticks, and he and he he is. Let's see that those pins are all set up, and he points them out, and sure enough, that's you know that's what. So there's still people raising them in at least in Kentucky and oh yeah, I'm Virginia. sure I'm sure around here they are too. It really casts Chucky. It casts Chucky in a dark light when we get down to cockfighting. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we should probably just start talking about the game. <laughs> that's pretty bad. So you know. Uh, we it's funny before we get in. Usually I say it, but if you heard of this one, you're like, duh, no. But we both not only we heard of this game, but we actually played this on the uh, BBC Micro That's a while right. back, That's right? That's right. So now, had you played this on the spec? No, yeah, I, I this was my first time playing it on the spec. Yeah, yeah. So um, this came out way back, Boatster, in October 11th. The precise date that Chucky was released, 1984, uh, and this was a 48k game. Now, this one had some interesting gimmicks, and one of the gimmicks is you can play four players on this thing. Mm. Uh, I read uh, a little interview with the author uh, of this game, and he said it just he thought it would be neat to have a bunch of be able to have a bunch of players. This is not four players simultaneously. No, action. no. Okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, would be, that would be madness. Uh, the fellow that came out with this bad boy was a guy named Nigel Alderton. Now, let me let me tell you an interesting fact about him. Yeah, go ahead. And not so much about him, but folk of his like. Folk of his like, okay. Do you realize that there was no one, no one born in the UK last year with the name Nigel? That's hard to nobody. And, and people, Nigels all over the UK gathered in a pub. There were like four hundred and some to mourn the passing of the name Nigel. It's funny because I thought that was one of the most popular names. You would in the think UK. that too, but I, what I also learned was that Nigel is also a derogatory slang term to mean someone who's a little bit awkward and foolish. Where'd you hear that? The Tony Kornheiser show. Oh boy, that guy said it. Yeah, well, it was yeah. I heard it. He today. probably fights chickens too. That's true. He's not too That's bright. I, I thought Nigel was a, was a, like the British yeah, John, like basically. Nigel Tufnell. Yeah, Nigel McGinnis, Nigel Planners, yeah. plenty of them. Who knows? Um, anywho, uh, this Nigel Alderton, he was he did a, not that many games at boat, but he did some. So get this, he worked on Commando. Now, Emmeline Hughes. International soccer, Emblem Elman. What are you? Are you speaking English still? <laughs> no, no. I was <laughs> Elman Hughes. International soccer. I don't want to get all the international soccer fans on me. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Kong Strikes Back. Oh, uh, that sounds like a good one. Rocket Raider, and of course my favorite, Street Hawk. Mm. But he worked on the Street Hawk. Sub- they call it the Subscribers Edition. Apparently, this came out with like a magazine or something, and it was so hideous. So horrible that they went back and reprogrammed it before they released it to the general public. Wow, that's the story. I, that's the story I read. Now, 
Uh, the guys that put this out was A&F Software. Uh, I'm looking over the list of stuff that they did, and uh, uh, I don't think we've looked at anything at all. They did do Chucky Egg 2. Okay. Uh, and they did Frogger as well. So they did, they did a lot of stuff, but I don't think anything we actually looked at before. Uh, this came out at a, an astounding £6.90 p uh, price tag. That's your general going rate for yeah. a new non-budget release. Now get this, Boat. You talk about a game that got around. All right, We mentioned that we played this on the Beeb, mm -hmm. the BBC Micro. Uh, aside from the Spectrum release, this got released on the Dragon, which that means we're going to give that a shot over there to complete the trifecta. Uh, the Acorn Electron, the C64, MSX, the Amstrad, uh, all the Atari 8-bits got a, a shot, Amiga, Atari ST, the PC, Android, J2ME, and in my personal favorite, the Einstein. Yeah, it always, the Tatoon Einstein. The Tatoon. <laughs> Sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger named that thing. Let's <laughs> name it the Tatoon Einstein. Um, so, what is this game? Before we go any further, oh please! Uh, Pixels at Dawn has informed us in the chat that a Chucky egg in England is a boiled egg. So that's where this name. So comes it has from. a name. See, we yeah. had no idea. No, no. we that's just call it a boiled egg. There you go. Over here, I call it yuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat that. Boiled eggs not popular with the folk in West Virginia. No, no, we don't. We don't. We scramble those suckers yeah. among yeah. other things, or sunny side them. So you play. Get this, Hen House Harry. I don't think we ever mentioned that before. And you have to collect a dozen eggs from each level and avoid uh, the ducklings. Now, mm -hmm. uh, this game is the answer to if, like, Donkey Kong and Minor 249 had a b bizarre child mm -hmm. uh, and the Joker did the coloring. <laughs> uh, it reminds me so much of this old arcade game that was sort of like a, a, a more of an ancient load runner, but I cannot remember the name. It's been killing me all day. Somebody probably can remember it. With the color scheme, but basically, uh, Hen House Harry <clears throat> has to jump around these cra these eight crazy levels to retrieve these eggs. Now it doesn't seem too difficult to uh, just run around and get these eggs, but you are in a uh, uh, you are in a platformed area with a bunch of crazy. Let's call them chickens. They to me they look like ostriches. Yeah, yeah, right out of joust. Yeah, and the these blue ostriches they lumber around like idiots. And, and they just sort of get in your way. Mm -hmm. But if you touch them, you die. Now, um, aside from eggs on the level, you're going to come across bird seed, piles of it. Piles and piles mm -hmm. of it, Boat. You can do one of two things. You can get the bird seed and get some points. Or you can just leave it there, and, the, and these quote-unquote chickens will hang out just long enough to eat it. Right. They'll kind of bend over to eat it. It's, it's sort of a diversionary tactic. They don't, didn't divert them for very long. No. It's just a few seconds. I generally, I probably just, I, most of them, I just would go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Henhouse Harry has to contend with uh, all kinds of crazy schemes, including levels that have elevators, multiple elevators, eggs that are precariously placed over... Uh, over in between ledges where you could fall through, mm -hmm. eggs that are jerkily placed to a point where you're going to die if you get the egg. <laughs> uh, this very, is, very uh, mischievous egg placement yeah. in these levels. Well, so just starting out, but what did you think of this uh, in comparison with the B version? And uh, uh, what did you think of the overall concept and the gameplay in this thing? I think that the, the, um, you know, I took a look at a couple of the different platforms, and, and one thing that I noticed is that the, the Beeb version, the Spectrum version, um, and I believe the Amstrad version 
all share the same sort of engine. Your sprite is about the same size. Uh, the physics work about the same way. Um, and everything looks pretty pretty similar. Um, when you get into the eight bit or the other eight bit versions, it's it's a marked difference. Uh, your guy resembles uh, Hard Hat Harry much more. I will say that makes sense because uh, when this game was originally done, it was initially released with the Spectrum, the BBC Micro, and the Dragon. Mm. So there's probably a lot there's probably a lot in common there. And then later on, it got released for more, some of the more wacky, uh, you know, the more wacky yeah. consoles. Uh, when you get into the eight bit uh, versions of the game, uh, the like I said, the sprite gets bigger, uh, the game plays slower, uh, the, it's it's not quite as much fun. And I, I you know, I, Minor 2049 is okay. It's not one of my favorite games. Uh, I prefer Chucky Egg to Minor 2049er. Um, I don't like uh, games where you take fall damage, and that's just what that's what Minor 2049er is. Um, this, this game uh, to me loses a lot when you when you increase the size of the sprite and you make things more detailed. This game has a, a really kind of almost abstract quality to it that I think is very endearing. Um, when you start to make the birds look even more realistic, it makes it even creepier. Um, and when you get to the Amiga and the uh, the ST versions of this game, they they give the levels a sort of like isometric 3D look that is 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 not very appealing. And the music is just atrocious. I'd much rather have nothing and just beeps and boops like the 48K. You know, this the funny thing about this game is that you know me, I love a double double super love Mario 2049er. I love double super love Donkey Kong. I love Jumpman, Jumpman Jr., Jumpman Returns. I, those are my kind of games. I love them. And this game falls nicely in the pantheon of those games with one major difference. And you nailed it, which was, uh, unlike every one of those games, uh, uh, Hen House Harry can just fall as far as he wants. As long as he doesn't fall off the screen, mm -hmm. you're gold. And that separates this game from the others in a big way. It doesn't sound like a huge deal, but it's a major deal. Because what you, and this is one of the things about Jumpman that I, I have to admit, I was I always wished Jumpman could fall further. And of course, it's a game mechanic. Yeah. But this guy, it lets you just go absolutely out of your mind crazy and do the stupidest crap you can think of. And it becomes it becomes fun to see how you can bounce your guy around the level. And that becomes part of the, the mechanic is that you literally bounce yourself off the edge of a of a of a uh, ledge and bounce to where you need to go. The uh, the the uh, elevators are not my favorite. Uh, they the way they scroll yeah, is the, irritating. The way and, you, and the the way you land on them is kind of goofy. Yeah, that uh, is not my favorite. He's part sort of, of the game. like almost appears on them if you jump in your little they're pretty generous mm -hmm. uh, but and you have to get used to the way they scroll because basically the second one scrolls off the screen it really appears at the bottom mm -hmm. which that sounds like oh yeah it's typical well it's just it's, it, they're it's spaced not. weird it acts it's different than most elevators yeah in games. Uh, and they don't give you any so they really don't help you that much in terms of your jumping or anything they're just and even I've read an interview with the program and he mentioned that he he didn't put any momentum or anything on the elevators, and that was probably something he'd probably do differently if he had to do over again. Um, the uh, the the bad guy in this, the 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 uh, ducks, you unlike say a barrel or a fireball on Donkey Kong, you're not jumping over these things. You're pretty much when they're coming at you, you're boned. Yeah, you, uh, you have no offensive weapons in this. Game. No, you have nothing. Uh, the eggs are cunningly placed. Uh, now there are only eight maps on this. Uh, which did you? Have you went through the full game once? No, 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 not even close. 
I think the furthest I got, I know I got to the sixth level a bunch of times, and I think I got to the seventh level. Then I watched the, and I thought, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Then I watched a YouTube video where a guy got like a hundred and some level. I should have put in the poke that gave me infinite lives. Well, I yeah, but I never put those in. Um, so, but I, but uh, once you get further into the game, and most of the game, there's a large chicken in a in a, in a bird cage. And eventually, he that sucker comes out. He wants him some, and he and he he'll just randomly fly around. He it's flies like, towards it's, you. It's, it's basically like the uh, the the condor stage in the uh, in Joust, isn't it? A condor? No, you're talking about that. No, I, that thing's got a real crazy name with X's and Y's that I can't design. No, it's not like that. Yeah, it is. No, Why because is that guy like that? comes across the screen and veers towards you. This this bird's like a heat seeking bird. Okay. It's on you nonstop. Yeah. It's more like the smart bombs in Missile Command. Like mm. he's coming at you. And as you get further in the game, uh, the other ducks get... I don't know how far you watched into this, but the other ducks get more... Uh, there are more of them, and they're faster. Mm. Plus, this guy's scooping around mm. on you, so it gets real crazy. The game is not super hard at first. It's not like, say, a Manic Miner where you're instantly screwed. Oh, no. This one, you're only screwed later, but, I mean, you feel like you're in it with a chance... The funny thing about it is, like, for example, the elevator level, you can actually, if you do it right, you can sort of bridge the gap. I mean, you can even, you, your guy can jump pretty well, and mm -hmm. since you can fall infinitely, it's cool. One of the things that does bug me is when you fall off the ladder, you're screwed. Yeah, you go right you, straight down. You, you, when, it's not like Mario. When, you, when you're falling, you have no control over your direction. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, but I mean, it's the difficulty is, is legit. I mean, this game, the levels is are very. They reminds me so much of Minor Twenty Four. Even your character looks sort of like Bounty Bob, uh, with his big wide brim hat. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess you could come here. Do you ever watch uh, Curious George? Oh yeah. Well, there you. Here's the man in the yellow hat. That's here right. he is. He looks just and identical. To, identical to that guy. Um, another thing that irritated me about this game, and I can't remember if the Beeb had this or not, but when you die. It plays this long song, and you can't skip it, yeah. and you have to hear it every time. Yeah, and, um, but the you know a good thing about this game is that they did put in some things that they didn't have to. For example, when you beat a level, it gives you that kaleidoscopic square. That is thing. cool. It's almost and, like you know what it reminds me of is uh, it's speaking of Joust. Do you remember in or no? It's what is it? It's one of the it's one of the games from from. Uh, uh, from those guys is when the screen will blow up and it's on that multicolored border. It looks a lot oh, like well, that. Well, it's like in, the, in a missile command. Miss, is it, is it, it? Well, no, I'm thinking it's more. It's one of the games. It's one of the Williams games. But okay. but the effect is cool. And it splits into like four areas. Yeah. It's a good effect, you know, especially for a guy. Now get this boat. Uh, Nigel here programmed this thing when he was like 16, 17 years old. Yeah, this is in the Halcyon days. And he worked on it. He worked on it for a couple months and then took it over. To have it looked at, and the guys at A and F were like, "Bam, we're in. <laughs> we'll take it." And this thing sold like gangbusters. I believe it, they said it sold over a million. Uh, it moved over a million units. That's a lot. I mean, think think about that. That's crazy. That's yeah. a lot for my. I can't think of any game off the top of my head that's of, of that era that would have sold anywhere near that much. Uh, well, that that may be a you know lifetime total. I don't yeah. think it sold that much in a year. So this game was rated number thirteen. In the your Sinclair top 100 games of all time, that's kind of low, I'd say. On the, how, where do you put this in the pantheon of Sinclair games that we've played? Oh, this is definitely near the top. For I sure. agree. I mean, this is a true classic. But I mean, we've all, we have we haven't played anywhere close to 100. Well, you're games right. Yet, so. But here's the thing. This is your. This is what I love about 8-bit gaming right here. Here's a game that travels through different uh, platforms. 
It's as basic as it gets, mm -hmm. and it's fun. It was fun in 1983. It was fun in 1993, and it's fun in 2019. It's all about the gameplay. The graphics are irrelevant. The sounds are relevant. This has got spectrum sound. Mm -hmm. You know, it plays. It plays great. It's a lot of fun. It's challenging, but it doesn't make you feel like you want to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Yep. You know, so that's tough but fair is how I'd categorize. I agree. It. Now there have been tons and tons. There was a sequel to this one, which I admittedly I didn't play because I figured we might get it somewhere down the line. But I don't mm -hmm. think Chucky I don't think Nigel was actually involved in the sequel. It wasn't listed amongst his uh, uh, um, amongst his credits. Um, the there are tons and tons of versions of this that people have hacked and cracked. And Jack Darrow is giving you uh, make it easier for you to jump, added stuff, change graphics. I mean, this has been like hacked a bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in 2017, just a couple of years ago, Super Chucky Egg got a mobile device uh, release, which is crazy. So that means people, and this would play perfectly with a mobile device. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you mentioned the J2ME. Yeah. I'm sure back in the days when everybody was rocking the Nokias, they, they, were, they were playing some Chucky Egg. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, it's gotten released uh, amongst the places it's been released. There's a Windows 95 port of this. That surprised me. It's kind of mm -hmm. wacky. Uh, this made the list of the 1,001 video games you must play before you die, which we had a couple on there. Uh, and uh, so, again, I, from looking at the Chuck Egg 2 stuff, have, did you you haven't looked at it or played no, it at all? So no. that's, I guess, what the cross. I'm sure the, uh, the, the Clive's Club will... Uh, yeah, cross that bridge yeah. when we come to it. Retro Gamer named this the 20th, 28th best game of all time, and, and it was also number 8 in the 25 best platformers of all time. So... Highly regarded. Would but. you? What would you do to this game to make it better? Well, it's it's pretty good. I think I would add more levels. I will say that because eight is I, because I mean I would I double the level count, frankly, mm -hmm. and I'm sure a lot of the hacks and sequels were just that. You don't want to mess with the core mechanics of the game. You don't want to have fall damage. I would probably fix the the uh, elevators a little bit. I don't like those. Of course, you know, you can do something. You could put some music in there, stuff like that. But I mean, the core elements of the game. I would like. You know what I'd like to see? This would be kind of fun if the ability to pick up seed and drop it as you run. Yeah, well, that you just took the words out of my mouth. That is the biggest missed opportunity in this game. They give you the ability to pick up this bird seed. The bird seed slows the birds down. You need to be able to press the fire button and drop the seed, sort yeah. of like you know the pepper in. in sort of like, except yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that would be. I, I, I agree. I think that'd be, yeah, an course, interesting way to do know, it. Mechanics-wise, <clears throat> I don't mind the elevators as much as I mind when you're falling. You can't do anything about it. You uh, know? Yeah, I will say there is, uh, and this happens a lot. The uh, the ladder mechanics are getting on and off ladders is uh, a trifle. Well, we That's should tough. also we should mention, and I don't know because you play every <laughs> game on the keyboard, but this game has no joystick support. This is a keyboard only yeah. game. It does have it does have uh, redefinable keys, mm -hmm. which that, yeah. it needs those. Yeah, you could. I mean, I don't know why it's very. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't have put in joystick support on the, on the on the specy. Uh, but uh, um, it plays okay with the keyboard. I problem. But I mean, getting on off the ladders. With a lot of these games, that's a, that's a pain. So I will say that. Um, I looked over some reviews, Boatster. Uh, the world of Spectrum. It's a world of Spectrum. It's my kind of world, man. They are. They fondly regard this game at an eight point two six with over four hundred votes. Very good. Uh, Crash in eighty four gave this an eighty percent. What were they smoking on, in Crash? Wow, that's that's very low. 
personal computer games gave this an 8 out of 10. And the guys over at Moby, which I occasionally will consult their scores, 3.6 out of 5. Those scores are all too low. Yeah. This, this is, is like easy 4.5 out of 5, bare minimum. Yeah. Because I it's, agree. it's a, this is another one of these games. If you don't, if you just look at it and be like, oh, look at this, it's simple. Mm-mm, you got to play it, yep. and you can't you can't just look at the graphics. Um, but you got some user stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spence QLZX over on Discord, and as always, all of these reviews come from our Discord. Uh, he says a game of liberal color clash that if you have problems with a certain type of stress reaction is best played wearing tan colored pants. <laughs> if like me you never bothered reading instructions, adding added needless tension comes from avoiding the cage. <laughs> In case it's like a game of mousetrap and you trigger the goose or it falls on you. It's not. Eventually, I got used to figuring out where the enemies were in the pixel mass of cyan and yellow and had to drag myself away from the keyboard to go make some scrambled eggs this morning. Tremendous fun when you get boxed in and your kids are shouting unhelpful tips at you. <laughs> Nine out of ten. Roushy says, Addictive single-screen platformer with the kind of unforgiving jumping that puts it in the same field as ghosts and goblins. As fun as it was frustrating. I tried the Amstrad version to see how the physics compared, but it only made me appreciate everything about the Specky version all the more. 6.8. That's as far as he could make it without cheating. Chris Fold says, Perhaps the single greatest single-screen platformer of the 8-bit era. Requires precise jumping and timing, but you never feel that death is cheap. Nothing prepares you for when the bird gets free. Managed to yeah. get to level 41 this wow. time around. Wow. The only thing that prevents a higher score is that the BBC version is better. 8.5 out of 10. They're very comparable, though. Yeah, yeah. Graham Vebke says, I love this game, and now I strongly feel the ZX Spectrum version is better than the C64 version I'm most familiar with. I agree, Graham. Chucky Egg is better than the legendary Manic Miner and Miner 2049er. Oh. And for me... It sits on the same pedestal as Donkey Kong and Load Runner. This game is 8-bit gameplayer and platforming royalty. Mm. 9 out of 10. That is a, that's a lot of heavy speech it right is. there. It is. And finally, Retro Enzo says, I must be on the same length as wavelength as Graham Bebke because his comments about Donkey Kong and Load Runner were exactly what came to mind as I was playing Chucky Egg again today. This was a game I kept going back to as a kid. The difficulty level is quite forgiving and you can get through the first few levels with usually no problems. And although I started to struggle about from the fourth level onwards, I still managed to get to level six with some perseverance. Given more time, I'm sure I could get further and I'm determined to do so and eventually see the bird flying free. The deaths never felt cheap and were definitely my fault. I tried a few other versions of the game and briefly played the CPC, BBC, and Commodore 64 versions. He says, I think the BBC version was definitely the best, and the, but the Speckies up there. Game that still looks good and plays well today. Color Clash be damned. 8 out of 10. You know, the Color Clash, I didn't even think twice about. No. I mean, not I even at I've, all. I don't know if I've just become immune I to think it. it. I mean, you, it's the ladders you, yeah, and stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's I not a big we, deal. I didn't, I didn't, I mean... It's I because, think, the, I, you know, the more detailed the graphics get, the more you notice. Yeah, you're right about the being abstract, yeah. keeping them simple. That's, yeah. That was the way to go in a game like this. And, you know, a lot of times you hear the old adage, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. This game, like, makes that point perfectly. They didn't go crazy. Right. It's a crazy game where you jump around, avoid bad guys, simple, and collect stuff. That's all you need. And when you add other elements like fall damage or crazy elevator stuff, mm -hmm. sometimes you get not something nice, but often you just you know clog stuff up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So guys, uh, it's been a while since we have plugged our uh, Patreon page here for our Sinclair. So I thought we'd, we'd do that just in case you are a new listener and you'd like to see what some of the benefits are for supporting the show. Uh, if you go to our page at patreon.com slash our Sinclair, you can see that uh, if you support the show with as little as $1 a month, you get access to our Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server where we talk about retro gaming and all kinds of stuff non-stop vacations yeah food yeah introductions everything it's there's, a zillion tons hardware help yeah there's people from all <laughs> over the world on there they're all super super nice uh you'll never meet a better group of guys uh if you are sick of the nonsense on facebook groups and you want to just you know get together with a bunch of really great people uh join up with the discord international too yeah if you support us with four bucks a month uh you we will read your name on the uh, on the air at the end of every episode, announce it with fervor, and uh, and you also get a limited edition uh, our Sinclair supporter magnet uh, for 2019, and uh, and so uh, it would be. This is a, it's got a little. Even I don't got of, one uh, of those. Yeah, it's a little. Nobody's got them yet. Uh, this is a picture of uh, Dizzy on there, and uh, we get those. Those will be delivered every December, just as a little Christmas present. Um, in addition to uh, that, if you become a member of Clive's Club at $10 a month, uh, you actually get to pick the games that we play every week. Uh, we've got our Clive's Club right now is picking some winners. So if you want to join yeah. up, if you've got some favorite games that you would like us to play, uh, feel free to uh, join up with Clive's Club. We'd love to have you on there. And of course, you get all of the previous uh, benefits to the Discord server and the supporter magnet and the Clive's Club magnet, which looks super, super awesome. And finally, yeah, if you are a serious Spectrum superstar, $25 a month, uh, me and Aaron will select as part of our Christmas gift to you, prized possessions from our gaming collection and send them to you in a wonderful gift-wrapped box at come Christmas time. We gotta send them a finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you our baby toe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's patreon.com slash our Sinclair if you enjoy the show and you'd like to support us and keep us going because um, we, we love to do it. I oh, love yeah. to do it. All right, Aaron. Next week, next week I have not... I have not actually looked at what game we're playing next week. Oh, the Clouds Club. They're going to come down you with, yeah. that, with the ball-peen hammer boot. Uh, give me just a second to look that up. That is from last go-round. And here we go. You see, it'd be like Brant whenever he has something like this. He has internal music that kicks off. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. That's your thinking music. Next week, Aaron. Oh, man. I've been waiting for this since Jump Street. All right. Frank Bruno's boxing. Oh, yes. I got a few choice things to say about Mr. Bruno. Oh, I can't wait. I am an old school boxing fan, so this is going to be a treat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. I've heard a lot about this game, too. I'm going to spend just as much time watching old fight highlights as I'm playing this game. I can't wait to dive into the world that is Frank Bruno. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. man. That's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank uh, all the folks that uh, that watch. Thank you for watching and listening. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just know that there is an audio version available on your favorite podcatcher. And likewise, if you're listening through audio and you want to watch us uh, and watch, and who doesn't? Yeah, then you can check out our gameplay, uh, our video at uh, on our Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. We did get a iTunes review this week, Aaron. We love iTunes reviews. Uh, we've talked about this before. This is how our podcast gets noticed because all the major podcast uh, 
players use the iTunes sort of database to track popularity. That's starting to not be the case, but it's still the case for a lot of them. So if you enjoy the show, feel free to leave us an iTunes review, just like this guy did. Just, what an introduction. Yeah. Just like this guy. He says, hello from Moscow. Oh. Hi guys, my name's Vladimir Putin, and I, no, I'm just kidding. Hi guys, my name is Anatoly, and I'm here to inform you that you have a devoted listener in Moscow. I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and I'm glad that good old Specky is finally getting discovered and appreciated in America. I've been a ZX Spectrum fan since 1990. Yes, 1990, because that was the year the ZX Spectrum computer, in the form of different clones, started to appear on post-Soviet Union territories <laughs> and gain a ton of new fans, some of which are still active today and making really great games for the platform, and in general keeping the ZX Spectrum scene very much alive and well. Keep on the good work, guys. All the best. Thank you, Anatoly. That's super cool. That's outstanding. Man. That's the best thing I ever heard. Yeah. About. I'd love to see some of those ZX Spectrum clones. I've seen a page. That's, you know what? Uh -huh. be, what I'd like to see is some of the is the, some of the new software that yeah. they're making for them. Yeah. If anyone's got inroads into Russia, I'd like to get some of that sweet new Spectrum action. Send us some links. We love to check. That's that great. Out. What was this yeah. fellow's name again? Anatoly. Anatoly. Yeah. Outstanding. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Love it. Um, if you have any questions or want to write into the show, you can write us at feedback at arsenclair.com. Uh, want to thank, we have some uh, two, actually that's that's from last week. We don't have any new supporters this week. But we want to thank our current supporters, Aaron, Jeff Owen, David Spencer, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, doing a great job modding in the chat over there. Chris Folds, Bossman Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Guys, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. And we'll be back next week with a little bit of Frank Bruno Boxing. I think you're already punch drunk, but I am. Until then, rewind tape and press play.